Hey everybody, Odian Welch here. Okay, so today is our first interview and I have Sandra here. I'm so excited because Sandra is a local entrepreneur in Edmonton who has had her business now for about 10 years and she's just been able to maintain herself through booms and recessions. She's a mom, she is so nice. I can't even describe it. You guys are gonna love hearing all the information that she has. So Sandra, just tell me a little bit about your boutique here at Edmonton and Flock. Well, Flock stands first for the love of clothing. We wanted a name that was something we felt passionate about. Um, so that starts with the name. Um, we try to do uh, a good chunk of our inventory uh, Canadian designed or produced in order to support the economy. Um, we do, uh, I'd say our customer, we don't like to put an age to our customer. We feel like it's more about style and um, well, lifestyle and style, I guess. Uh, but if we had to, we'd say probably 35 to 55. Um, we get our goods from all over. Um, we try, like I said, to do a little bit local, and then we, we dabble in the States and we dabble in um, Europe. Ah. So. And speaking of traveling, what's something really interesting that I think is important for us as entrepreneurs to know is that she moved here from Winnipeg, right? Yeah. Yeah, Winnipeg, to start this business. That's how passionate she felt about it and felt that there was a market here. So moving must have been really scary. What was the biggest kind of push that told you, you know what, I need to move to Edmonton to start my business? Uh, well, the person who I wanted to do the business with, my partner today, Janelle, um, lived here. I was open at that time of my life to doing something else. I was working for Ricky's um, as a buyer at the head office in Winnipeg and um, just wanted to test out my ideas and my visions and dreams and stuff. So um, yeah, it was a scary, scary stuff for sure. I didn't, I didn't really have any family or friends in Edmonton except Janelle. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it was just, I, I wasn't married at the time. I didn't have children. And I think I just felt like if I was going to do something like this, it was the right time. Mm. So it gave me the courage to kind of step out and try it out. That's actually interesting that you mentioned that you worked at Ricky's. So do you feel that working at Ricky's allowed you to have the knowledge you needed to open this store? Or did you ever think like, maybe I'll stay at Ricky's and they'll listen to my ideas more? Like, did you ever wonder if Ricky's could keep you, like you could stay at Ricky's and do everything you wanted to do? Or do you think being at Ricky's allowed you the knowledge to start this entrepreneur process? I think, yeah, everything you do gives you more knowledge and experience in life for whatever you do in the future, right? Especially because it was in the industry um, that I opened a business in as well. Mm -hmm. It definitely gave me back, great background um, into the buying process. Um, you know, when you're a buyer or a planner at um, like a fashion company or a clothing company, you kind of have your own little business you're running, you know, um, and you meet with management and they're kind of like, you know, your, I'll say, customers that you need to, um, you know, satisfy in different ways, um, you know, financially, uh, product wise. So for sure, I think that it gave me um, a really good background and um, I guess the experience that I needed to, to go forward and do something like this without feeling like, where do I start? Mm -hmm. You know, and that, what do I know in order to make this business successful? Do you think that other entrepreneurs, if they're 
looking at doing a business should maybe try working in that field before they jump into it as much as like they say like I don't want a boss yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's always you know once you become an entrepreneur you'll know there's always good and bad to both sides you know Um, it's finding the place being entrepreneur or working for someone else that feels right for you Um, but in terms of your question um, uh, that's the way I did it I felt like I wanted to make mistakes at somebody else's (laughs) expense I guess you could say Um, and you know working for a big company you get exposed to a lot of things you know Um, there's a marketing department you know there's like fit and quality control Um, you know there's the warehousing there's product development so you get really to know a lot of things within all those departments which is kind of you know it's going to be a lot of trial and error if you just go out and do it on your own without having any background right Mm -hmm. and I just think you set yourself up a little bit more for success um, you know kind of working and getting that knowledge while you work for somebody else Awesome. And so speaking of trial and error, a lot of entrepreneurs get really started, like scared to start a business because of the finance portion. So for you, did you work another job when you started this? Did you take out a loan? You don't obviously have to disclose everything, but just a general kind of idea to give people some security if they want to start their own. Um, So we did a mixture. Yeah, we got, we had to put in um, a percentage of our own, um, resources as an investment and then we also took out a loan um with bdc okay um so yeah i mean you it's good to have some safety net and you know i there's there's brave people that we've heard many stories all the time you know they had ten dollars to their name they started a business and then it turns around and five years they're very successful right and which is a great story but i think you know in the average situation you don't get that kind of um outcome yeah (laughs) you know so uh definitely try to have at least a bit of savings you know what's your backup plan um if something goes south you know the first six months um you know what are you going to pay for yourself what is really you know really think about that question we all want to pay ourselves a certain amount but um, really do the numbers and see does it make sense you know what you what you really can pay yourself um, and yeah try to get a loan as best you can it's hard to get a loan depending on what industry you're in and and um, exactly what your business is about but just keep trying and knocking on doors because yeah it's you definitely want something a loan at least helps you to have some capital right yeah. to do exactly set yourself up the way you need to, to, to again set yourself up for success Perfect. So speaking of savings and setting yourself up for success, you've been in Edmonton now for 10 years and there's been a couple of recessions the last 10 years. So what do you think was your biggest saving grace that kept your business afloat during those recessions? Um, Probably that Janelle and I just don't give up. (laughs) And honestly, we just and we are like we have excellent work ethic, you know, Um, we just keep on going. We keep on thinking of what's something else we can do. Um, you know, what's the market saying to us? You know, how have customers been? What do we need to change? Um, this is what makes business so challenging, right? You kind of always have to be asking these questions, but during recessions, they hit you hard and, um, you really have to have a lot of stamina and, um, belief, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. that things will turn around and, and, um, you know, they'll get better. I think that was the most important thing that you said was don't give up. 
because so many of us want to give up. We're like, I don't know how I'm making my car payment tomorrow. Like, I can't do this. I'm not cut up for it. And we let the little voice inside of our head listen to, like, be stronger than who we are. So what do you do to, like, when you feel like giving up? Like, have you, when you have those moments where you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you do during those moments? Um, I try to do some positive self-talk, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, it's only a slump or it's these, you know, couple of days or I, I need to have a meeting, you know, with Janelle and it's like, Hey, let's talk through this. Um, you know, what's new ideas we can have. I try to, you know, really take time to myself to think of, or, um, reassess the vision you know yeah um so these are kind of the things that i feel help me get through those times i love that too so you're saying so many great things that entrepreneurs need to hear like vision is so important like we need to know where we're going so i'm gonna mix it up a little bit and you had told me that you're actually a parent with a six-year-old son don't worry she has a look of fear on her face like what are you mixing it up with <laughs> so vision when you become a parent your vision changes sometimes so do you, and also like as a woman and a parent, you, you become super mom, right? So you got to make sure he stays alive and then your store stays alive and you stay alive. So yeah. your responsibilities have tripled in a sense. Yeah. So with that, do you think your vision changed um, when you had a child to make your business smaller or bigger or keep it the same? How did having a child and being a business owner kind of change life for you? I think at the start, um, you know, you kind of have to get a different routine in place um, because you obviously have this child that takes over quite a bit um, in your life. And um, I guess the, you know, the priorities um, at the beginning, I think were, okay, I need to keep my business like mainstay and I need to learn about this parenting and then know how to fit it in to, you know, balance the business and parenting side. So I'd say that's probably, <laughs> that's probably um, the best way to describe um, what happened. And I think as eventually as you get to, to learn about parenting and your child doesn't, isn't so dependent on you, etc. Um, then it's like, okay, Roll up your sleeves. Okay, what's what's flock need now? You know, yeah. Like, what what are we gonna do next? I love the reflecting part. So, when you have you ever reflected to think like, what would life as a parent be like when you were an employee versus what life would be like as a parent, mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur? And do you, obviously you're still an entrepreneur, but have you ever thought about that and the differences? And what would you say is one of the big differences you think you would have to experience being an employee versus a business owner with a child? Probably the number one thing is flexibility. Um, with a business, like with our business, Janelle and I both have children now, and you know we're pretty open to creating our own schedule. Um, you know, Janelle now only works three days a week. Um, so you know, it's all those changes that we've made in order to fit, um, you know, our family life with our business life mm -hmm. and and you know sometimes coming in what time do you start what time do you leave that day um you know if your child has an event or something is it a big deal to change things around no um you know somebody else comes in or janelle maybe takes over one of my shifts or something um i'd say that's the number one thing is flexibility that's awesome and speaking of family life 
Uh, as an entrepreneur, balancing family life and business can be hard sometimes, especially in the beginning. And I know you moved here uh, and started out brand new, but do you ever, what is your biggest secret, so to speak, to balance family, social responsibilities, and the business? Ooh, um, I'd probably say just designating time for each of them and not like crossing them over too much. So for example, you know, five o'clock I leave um, and for the next two hours it's about family, you know, and then after I can maybe catch up and see, you know, is there any email from Flock I need to attend to or anything like that. Um, and I always try to, to, in terms of social responsibility, I always try to implement it in both my social and family life. You know, my son's already learned about obviously the environment and, you know, certain things go in this bag, certain things go in the other bag, and Janelle and I are always trying to also be um, both community uh, support, you know, mm -hmm. and socially aware um, of things so that our business is an extension of us and what we believe in and helping the, you know, the environment, the world in the small ways that we can. Awesome. I love that. And you brought up another really good point too about scheduling. So as entrepreneurs, I think it's easy to just do it when we feel like it. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah. I know sometimes I'm bad for that. Like, oh, clean when I feel like it. And then my house is a mess or yeah. things like that. Um, so I think as entrepreneurs, it's really important to remember you guys to schedule your life in and know when you're going to do x y and z whether it is admin work that you don't want to do or it is the fun stuff or it is the family stuff and also um in regards to scheduling i think delegation is really important um when i walked into your store you had an amazing staff member who greeted me and then i was distracted by clothing <laughs> <laughs> but um I love that you have the vision to know that you need staff so you can do the other things that make your business grow. Yeah. So do you only have um, customer service staff or do you have other staff that sometimes entrepreneurs want to say they're not big enough for? So let's say like bookkeepers or accountants or things like that. Yeah, um, we have in terms of the store, we have six staff. Um, you know, everybody is... Um, an associate on the floor, like a sales or fashion guru, whatever <laughs> you want to call them, you know, but um, we call it fashion friend, actually. Um, but they all have um, something else that they specialize in or focus on for the business. Like, for example, Megan, who you met out there, she's our systems person. So in terms of putting in inventory, um, keeping track of anything that has been damaged and needs to be sent back, um, items like that. So that would be under Megan. Um, somebody else would be doing social media. So we have Shalene who is just focused on our social media. Um, so as you grow, I think you realize you can't do everything. Um, and you have to be realistic with yourself and say, okay, where can I really, you know, add another person on? And, you know, if you are growing and things are going in the right direction, then I think a lot of times it's yes, the mm -hmm. answer, you know, and it's just like, okay, what do I need full-time, part-time? What is the number one thing that would help me take, take something off my plate that I could give to somebody like that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, do you feel, sorry to interrupt, but do you feel like adding staff helped generate more revenue for you um, in some ways? Because it, like for me, I think when I think of staff or even a contractor or just hiring someone to help me with things, I think this allows me to do the things that I'm really good at and it's creating right. my business. 
So there's been a couple times for me where I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay this person, but I need help. Yeah. So do you find that the revenue usually kind of matches what you bring on if you bring on good help? Um, yeah, you know, it's hard to measure sometimes when they're not a salesperson, right? They're doing yeah. back-end stuff and you're, you're not attaching directly a sale to that. But you know that if the store, if everything's, all our systems are moving um, successfully and everything is, you know, getting done that needs to get done in order for us to have the best sales experience for our customer and to be set up the best way we can to make the most sales. Um, then I'd say, yeah, um, we have had people come on and, and there's all different types of salespeople, but where we see directly sales have gone up because that person is just that good at their, uh, that good at their job. Right. Mm. And you don't always get that, you know, <laughs> but that's what you strive for, right? That someone yeah. fits your brand that well. And that's passionate about, um, you know, the product and helping give the best service um, where you can see that direct relationship. Mm. And I love too that you just said brand. I think a lot of people don't know what their brand is or who they are or their colors or there's so many different aspects of brand. Mm-hmm. How did you guys decide what your brand was going to be? Um, well, first I came to Edmonton for a couple of days just to see what the um, boutique scene was like um, before actually opening one up. <laughs> Um, and I think I always felt, even in living in Winnipeg, that there was always a miss for my age group um, in terms of a little bit more fashionable, and it doesn't need to break the bank. I mean, yes, our goods, our items are more expensive than probably half the stores at the mall, but, um, you know, you get what you pay for a lot of times. They're more specialty, more unique. Yeah. Um, you know, they're smaller designers, right? So the goods are always a little bit more expensive to make. And I also like that your goods, sorry, I totally interrupted you again, but um, with your goods, they're not, they're trendy, but they're not the trends that make you uncomfortable. Like for me, I'm a little bit curvy. And so I see skirts and I'm like, I feel like I'm showing everything to everybody. And I find that it's really hard to find dresses. And as soon as I walked in, there was all these dresses where it's like I could wear them to work, but a summer barbecue too, because they were just so fun and funky. Yeah. 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 So it was, yeah, picking the target market, you know, is what we started with. Um, And then what does she do? What does she believe in? Um, What is her lifestyle? Um, You know, because then that helps us determine what we need to bring into the store to put in her closet, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So um, in terms of, um, in terms of, the clothing and um, in terms of the clothing um, we we try to do 50% Canadian so again it kind of gets back to you know supporting the economy and the community Um, but I think that's about it perfect no that's great So this is going to be my last question and then I'm going to set you free because I see how busy your store is. Like if you guys are not at Flock or haven't been to Flock in Edmonton, you need to get there because you might, your wallet might be mad at me after because you're going to leave with a whole new closet, but it's worth every moment of it. So the thing for me is I think there's always little things we don't know going into as, as an entrepreneur and then we find out later down the road. So what was the one thing you wish you knew at the beginning that you know now? Uh, the one thing... Um, just it's like a constant change it's constant up and down constant up and down you know you always think 
Um, and I don't know if you ever really always like feel that you catch up with everything. You know, it's almost like you have to get comfortable with both those things, you know, and then that'll help you, um, I guess, focus on the other things you need to in order to keep going. Mm, like focusing, like knowing that you're on an entrepreneurial roller coaster, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. so I totally did a fib because I actually do have one more question and then that's actually okay. the end yeah, of the question. Okay. Um, did you have like a mentor or coach throughout the business? Did you have one in the beginning? Do you still have one now? Where do you find like your mentorship and guidance? And do you think other people, sorry, that's a double question. And do you think other people should have them as well when being an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think mentor and coaching, um, everything's new when you open up a business if you haven't done it before. Um, Just to keep your feet on the ground, like a mentor or coach is excellent. Um, You know, it's somebody to bounce ideas off of. It's somebody who's obviously um, done a business before and has the experience in, in many um, challenges of business that can help you either see a different light or you know come up with a different um, solution or just for you to let out what you need to let out and you know and be a sounding board perfect yeah, yeah. and sorry for myself I did not have one and it would have been excellent to have one what I was happy that I had was Janelle because um, at least it was a partnership and we used each other almost as mentors, you know. <laughs> um, one day it's my turn, one day it's her turn, right? So yeah. be there for each other, so. Perfect. That's, um, I'm going to just bring that up even though it's almost the end. But you, who we surround ourselves with as an entrepreneur is key. And I love that you found a partner who helped you with all that even when you were in a new city. So um, that is kind of something that I really want to reiterate to everybody is make sure like who you surround yourself with helps you get through that. So to kind of wrap things up, like make sure you know your brand, make sure you support. I think the fact that you support local as much as you do just shows your values as a company, but also helps like shows that you understand that we all need to support each other. other, Yeah. Yeah. And that it goes a long way. And even on the days we want to pull out our hair, yeah, <laughs> it can be a lot of things and also like don't be afraid to take a plunge like you literally moved to a new city yeah left your job and opened a new store and made it work so take the plunge but don't just like jump in yeah. like as much as you took the plunge you still did your research beforehand yeah. which I think is really important as well is to yeah. do the research yeah so that is everything, everybody. There is more entrepreneurs to come. If you want, you need to check out Fl- Flock. I almost called it Fluke. <laughs> uh, Flock Boutique. Um, and just get some really trendy new items for summer and just help you stand out as an entrepreneur. They're on 124th Street and 101st Ave in Edmonton. Can they get your clothing online as well? Uh, our website, we just redid our website, so it should be back up and running by July. Okay. Um, and we don't do online yet. Okay. We do uh, gift cards that you can purchase online. Okay. Um, but Facebook and Instagram are huge for us, so. Perfect. So make sure you check out their Facebook and Instagram. What is your Facebook and Instagram? It is Flock Boutique, F-L-O-C Boutique. So make sure you guys get on there and follow them too and leave comments in regards to that because you know i feel like you're just really open to feedback so if your client said 
hey, we're looking for these kind of items, you would listen, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's so much better than, you know, going to those big box retailers and waiting for them to tell you what to wear. Yeah. <laughs> we're always waiting for somebody to come in and then give us a chance for us to help them fill their closet in and make them happy. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you again so much. I loved having my time with you. And you guys look forward to more podcasts. Talk to you soon.